Welcome in and welcome back. This is the Music Vibes Podcast. I am your host, DC Hendrix. Pleasure to be with you all today. Glad to be back at it and back on the grind. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are available. Go ahead and make us one of your favorites by subscribing to keep up with everything. And scroll on down, leave us a review, and let us know what you are thinking. So glad to be back. I took a little bit of a break, but I am back at it, back on the grind, in a new episode each and every week right here on the Music Vibes Podcast. The big episode this week, as we are back, I want to talk about AI and the future of music. Because we have a, a song that was created by artificial intelligence that is nominated for a Grammy, and it wasn't even done by a human. So times are changing, and I want to know how much times are changing. Is this something that we should get used to? More songs by AI. Are we going to get Jimi Hendrix songs? Bob Marley, Michael Jackson, Prince, Notorious B.I.G., the list goes on and on. When does it end? That's where I want to get into. And I'm going to be joined by a big time guest Z from Audio Mac. He is the co-founder of Audio Mac, which is a, a music platform, a music streaming service, much like Spotify, Apple Music and Tidal, but absolutely 100 percent free for artists. That is the most important part. And we're going to dig a little bit deeper into Audio Mac and also the future of AI and music. So the song that I wanted to kind of bring to you guys' attention today that has created an uproar. Now, of course, if you have TikTok, that's where a lot of this is happening. That's where a lot of this buzz was created. You know, TikTok creators putting together AI songs from whether it's cartoon characters. I've seen some Beavis and Butthead TikToks are redoing songs. But this is where it gets a little crazy when you have a song that says... Drake in the weekend. It was a TikTok creator, Ghost Rider 977. And the song is called Heart on My Sleeve. And it's artificial intelligence made to sound like com- Canadian musicians, Drake and the weekend. So it's everywhere. So I'm allowed to play it. The song is everywhere. You can hear it on TikTok. Here's a song that was created by AI. This is supposed to be Drake in the weekend. It sounds very similar. This is called Heart on My Sleeve. She know what she need, all I need, all she blessed, ay, giving me my best, ay, yeah. I got my heart on my sleeve with a knife in my back, what's with that, ay, 21, I love him, then my brother, that's my shot, ay, bet you made the beat, so you know that it's gon' slap, ay, yeah, it's gon' slap, ay, time, run it back. Talking to a diva, yeah, she on my nerves, she think that I need her, kick her to the car. Yeah, I got my heart on my sleeve with a knife in my back. 
was nominated for a Grammy. So this is where the problem begins and hopefully ends because I think this is a problem and it's it's deeper than music. This is why I wanted to create this discussion is because there's already radio hosts being replaced by AI. Um, there's movies already starting with AI. Where does it end? Um, and Z and I are going to be digging in deep into that discussion and a whole lot more talking all things music, music discovery, artist discovery, how things have changed post COVID, how the music industry is so much different. A lot of things have changed and we want to dig into it all. I'm glad to be back at it, y'all. We were going to be back digging deep into music, deep music discussions. I got a big artist interview. Um, I'll give you a hint. This R&B artist is from Indiana and is a big time R&B artist now signed to a major label and doing big things. Number one on the charts, by the way, in R&B. And I will be having that artist in the next few weeks. So be sure to stay tuned in for that. But today we talk about AI and the future of music with Z from Audio Mac right now. So very excited here on the Music Vibes podcast. First of all, glad to bring this back and coming back even better than ever. In the first episode that we are back, we got to talk about this fantastic platform I came across a couple of years ago, and it is just taking off, folks. I know a lot of people in the music industry love this website. I love this website. And there's the guy behind it that's joining us today. And I want to talk about Audio Mac. And my guy, Z, the creator of it all, the mastermind behind it, Z is joining us here right here on the Music Vibes podcast. We're going to dig deep into music. Z, thanks for coming on. DC, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. That was a wonderful intro. I have to give credit to the rest of my team. I, I, I was not the, the sole brainchild behind this, right. uh, this incredible platform. I have an amazing uh, group of co-founders and team members who I, I want to share uh, that love for. That's right. Just like any success can't be done without a team. So, Fast. and that's in any, that's in any way of business. So before we even get to Audio Mac, though, Z, I want to know about you prior to starting Audio Mac and creating this platform. So what led you to tell me about Z's life and music and just life period prior to Audio Mac? Man, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version because I don't want to put your uh, listeners to sleep. <laughs> I, uh, I played trumpet as a, as a kid uh, for a few years. That was, I would say, like my first foray into into music, certainly not the business, uh, but into music. Uh, when I got to college, I wanted to do television because in high school I had done public speaking and debate. I would MC events and pep rallies. Um, and the school I went to, Illinois State University, they said you had to be a junior to get involved in television. Uh, but mm. in the same building as the TV station was the radio station. And so I walked down the hall and I introduced myself to the program director my first day of college. And he said, are you interested in an overnight shift? It's 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on Saturday. And this was a Friday. Mm. <laughs> and I, I said, sure, I, why not? Let's do it. So they trained me in less than a day. And uh, my first college weekend, uh, I didn't go out because I was trying to gear up for my first ever radio shift. Mm. And uh, I spent four years doing college radio. I made a ton of incredible connections. Um, and that led me to meeting my business partner, Dave Mackley. Together, we built up DJ Booth, which was our, our first mm -hmm. go round. Uh, that was my full time uh, gig for 14 years. Mm -hmm. And then Audio Mac began to take off in 2018, 2019, after having launched seven years prior. 
And here we are today. I told you that would be the Cliff Notes version. I, I could go on for another hour, but that, that would bore you and probably me. Yeah, so myself knowing both platforms, DJ Booth and Audio Mac, kind of tell myself and uh, I guess more for the audience, the difference between DJ Booth and Audio Mac. Sure. So DJ Booth is a digital music magazine. Our goal was to provide artist discovery, artist education and op-eds. We published reviews and industry news. We helped the artist community better understand and how to navigate this inc- like incredible and crazy industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from a cultural perspective, we provided commentary on new music and goings on. We never dabbled in you know, rumors or gossip or any of the the, the tabloid mm-hmm. uh, stuff that you see so prevalent right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Audio Mac, that was a solution to a problem. We recognized that at the time, a lot of artists were haphazardly releasing music online. They would upload mixtapes and songs to mm-hmm. file sharing services, and then those links would die, and it was a terrible user experience. So our position was... Let's create a platform where we never charge the artist slash creator for anything. There's no cap on uploads or storage limits uh, or the ability to share links. And we felt like if you empower the artist uh, and and give them uh, a platform where they can see success, they become your best marketing vehicle because then they're going to champion you and shout that success from the rooftops. And, uh, you know, part of our success is in part due to the artists who use our platform and have long done so. Yeah, so was so I guess the way I look at Audio Mac is pretty much it's in case anybody's listening and is still confused on what exactly we get out of Audio Mac. So Audio Mac, I would say, is very similar to a Spotify, Apple Music or Tidal, but it doesn't charge the artists any extra fees. Am I correct to say to say that? Absolutely, DC. So Audio Mac is a DSP mm-hmm. akin to those that you just listed. The mm-hmm. difference, though, is first, we're not a full catalog service. So mm-hmm. unlike Spotify or Apple Music, you can't find every piece of music recorded history or just about on our, our service. Mm-hmm. Um, we specialize in genres that appeal to a younger target demo. We have a very um, diverse, multicultural audience. Mm-hmm. We skew younger again, 13 to, to 35. We specialize in hip hop, R&B, Latin, uh, Afrobeats, Punjabi. Uh, you know, we do curation in pop and rock and jazz and some of these genres that do appeal to a more passive and older audience, mm-hmm. but we don't dedicate the same amount of real estate. Uh, Cause that's just not what our user base uh, is, is looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, I think a, a very significant differentiation is everything on our service is available for free. There's mm-hmm. no monthly or annual subscription fees mm-hmm. for the artist. You sign up, you use the platform, you can do so without a distributor or a label. That's the best part about it. Shout out to Audio Mac and shout out to Z for making this happen. So I wanted to, before we even get into another thing, I wanted to ask you about Audio Mac. Definitely, I wanted to give you the floor to shout out some of the team members that you have at Audio Mac. Because like you said, I know it's a team effort. Uh, go ahead and shout out some of the people that you work with that put together this great platform. 
Man, I mean, it, it has to start with uh, the co-founders. So, you know, our CEO, Dave Mackley, who I have been business partners with mm-hmm. since 2005. Um, he and I built up DJ Booth and then we're together part of uh, the, the ground floor of, of AudioMac. David Pani, who is a co-founder and our CMO okay. uh, and has been primarily responsible for overseeing our incredible international expansion throughout uh, Africa. Um, you know, we're the number one streaming service in Nigeria and Ghana and a lot of other smaller countries in the continent. Mm. Um, and that growth has been in large part due to the effort of, of David Pani and our marketing team. And then our, our two other co-founders, Tom and Ty, Ty oversees, um, everything behind the scenes, uh, all the product and dev and infrastructure and all the stuff that I have to go to the library and check out some books to understand. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Tom uh, oversees all of the visuals. So the UI, the UX, um, and, uh, you know, really created a premium um, product that unlike other platforms offers an ad supported version. Um, and so what you see is it's, it's design wise, it's beautiful. Um, and, and that's just scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. You know, we have over 40 full-time employees and, and over 60 team members, including contractors internationally. Um, my department alone, uh, is, is 10 people mm-hmm. and, uh, and that spans multiple countries and like, I think five time zones. <laughs> so, wow. uh, it's, uh, it's a labor of love as a small business, uh, but, AudioMac, unlike others, DC, was founded and is staffed by individuals who are passionate about music and music discovery and yep. love it, and themselves are creatives. Um, our our uh, our VP of product, Charlie Kaplan, mm-hmm. he's a recording artist, and um, Chris Dalariva, who oversees all of our our data and reporting. He's a recording artist. Hmm. So you have people in the building who understand the plight of the artist and then themselves are operating within this structure to help people like themselves. I dig it. I dig it. Shout out to the team, man. Shout out to the team over at Audio Max. So um, I wanted to talk about this as well, because you guys got somebody. I'm, some people may know who he is. He might be one of the greatest rappers of all time. We don't know, but maybe uh, doing a little something, something with Audio Mac. Uh, a guy named uh, I think it's Marshall Mathers. I think is going to be doing something. <laughs> In case anybody knows that name, uh, may know him as Eminem. I don't know. Maybe you know who he is. Maybe you don't. Uh, but you guys are going to be doing something with him. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Uh, Eminem is going to be curating. The Art of Bars playlist. Um, it is a playlist that is overseen by Joe Vango, who mm. is one of the best curators in the business. And um, for next month, or I should say this month, uh, Eminem is going to be taking over that playlist, uh, wow. curating an assortment of songs, both that are from his own catalog, those that he listens to or appreciates. And then there is a contest element wherein anyone can either upload songs to the platform or those who have an artist profile and already have songs on their platform, mm. or excuse me, profile can submit them. And uh, a portion of the playlist will be selections from this contest. So we're really excited about this. 
That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I did see that on uh, X. I'm still adapting to calling it that. Uh, I seen that earlier today, so definitely wanted to share that with the audience as well. So I know you're really big into artist discovery. Um, you tweet. You tweet. Uh, do we still call it tweet? I don't. I don't. We we, we do. We're gonna call it Twitter and tweeting. I so refuse to call it I, X and posting. Thank you. Thank you. So we're on the same page. All right. So we tweet. You you tweet about this a lot and talk about artist discovery, and you're really big into this category. And I know that's why you. You, you know, started this journey to begin with. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to ask you about the, I guess, the current state of music today where it, it seems, you know, and I'm not going to be like one of those old people that say, oh, yeah, music isn't what it used to be. I'm not going to be like that kind of person because music is always going to be music. So I'm not going to be that guy. But I will say the way that artists are discovered has changed a lot. And it's something that you speak about. So how would you say, you know, if you're an up and coming artist and you're trying to, I guess, quote unquote, make it big, you're trying to get into the industry. What do you think is the because there is really no correct route. Everyone's path is different. Everyone has a different journey. But what would you what advice would you give to up and coming artists to utilize their platforms, how to be a successful artist in music today? That's a loaded question, obviously, and one that, I mean, we could, we could spend a a half an hour on this topic. Right, right. Um, first, I I would, I would go back to the premise of your question, which was, um, an artist who wants to be a part of the industry or make it big. I, I would encourage those who are pursuing um, any career in the arts, really, but mm. specific to this conversation, music, um, to not approach uh, their journey with the goal of doing either of those things. Um, I would recommend that they reframe their approach entirely. So instead of thinking about how can I get into this industry mm. or how can I make it big, you know, the focus should be how can I create community? How can I mm. get people to care about me? And if they care about me, they'll hopefully care about my music and vice versa. And I think if you reframe the approach through that lens, if everything feels a bit more achievable. Back in the day, it was all about creating this image of a star. And that's not the best approach anymore. We are in the niche era. We're not in the superstar era anymore. Mm -hmm. And if an artist is trying to become a superstar and they're at ground zero, that is not all that achievable. Mm -hmm. Um, It is harder than ever to get heard and to get noticed. And so here are some recommendations. First, get organized. Make sure you have a presence on every platform that people are consuming content. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of artists don't feel comfortable posting to certain platforms like TikTok. You got to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. You have to be active. It's like a food or beverage distribution company. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that your product is sold everywhere people are going grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. You want your product on store shelves. Why? So that people see it. And even if they don't buy it, they're at least aware of it. It's the same principle. Mm -hmm. Make sure your music is available on every DSP. Make And and I say that as someone who runs a streaming service. Mm -hmm. Of course, I want your music on Audio Mac, but you definitely should have your music (laughs) on YouTube and SoundCloud and Spotify and Mm -hmm. Amazon everywhere. Um, Get organized. Get your branding right. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is your avatar, your profile photo should be – 
the same across all platforms. That way, if someone comes in contact with you on one platform or service, there's recognition between the image and the name. And then when they see that image and or name elsewhere, they'll hearken back to where they first saw you. Again, image, likeness, name. Um, the idea behind advertising and marketing in general, and this is more a broad conversation than it is a narrow one specific to music, mm -hmm. is just because someone sees that you exist doesn't mean they're going to immediately stream your music. The yeah. hope is, is that over time, the consistency, they keep seeing your name, they keep seeing your music, That's right. they eventually press play. And so you have to set yourself up for success. I also think that it is in the best interest of every artist, no matter where they're at in their career, to support fellow creatives that they believe in with the intention that that support will be reciprocated. Mm. And so if you are an artist on the come up, support other artists on the come up whose music you enjoy, then they'll do the same. A mm. rising tide lifts all boats and it is in everyone's best interest to support one another. That's right. That's right. And so another thing, you know, I guess that is additional to that, you know, conversation, you know, us growing up, which I assume we're in the same generation or at least close. A lot of people, you know, everyone will talk about if they're an artist, how important it is to sign with a record label and how significant that is for their career. Would you say here in 2023 that's still as important as ever? Or do you think that some that artists can make it without signing with the big rep record label? Loaded question. Uh, do you need to sign to a record label? No. Should you sign to a record label? It depends. Um, you know, I, I see these conversations taking place on social media every day, as I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. And most of the conversation is seems to be in black and white. And it's not really a black and white issue. It's It's a very artist specific issue. It depends on where the artist individually is at in their career. What have you accomplished independently that would justify pursuit of any deal, major label, independent label, distribution deal with, with label services? Have you built up any leverage? What have you done to garner interest? Do you have a fan base? Do you have a community? Do you have a following? Have you toured? Can you sell tickets? Do you sell merch? You have to answer all these questions. Um, I would recommend if an artist hasn't done some of this necessary legwork, it isn't in their best interest or the labels mm -hmm. for them to pursue a deal. Um, they're just too early. You want to put yourself in a position where you've done enough and then the label throws gasoline on the fire and takes you to the next level. Um, it's very hard to throw gasoline on a, on a fire that hasn't started to burn yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you know, and just so this is why I brought you on, because you're so, you know, you, this is something that you really focus on a lot. And I really respect, obviously, because without guys like you and people like you in the industry, you know, a lot of people will be lost because there's not a lot of people that have this approach to it. Um, you know, and as we look at also, as we look at the current state of music, this is where things I, I, I believe get a little scary. So this is a big reason why I brought you on. I really wanted to dig into the future of music and A.I., um, because I believe I personally believe we have a problem um, and it's much deeper than just music. Uh, we're already on air. DJs are already getting replaced in radio with A.I. Um, there's I mean, movies, TV shows like I don't know if anybody is listening has seen 
and you know uh, the latest season of Black Mirror, which even <laughs> digs into this. I, I believe we are in the midst of a really big problem in the entertainment industry, and I think AI. Um, is going to be the big cause of that forefront. And I say that because we literally have a song that is nominated for a Grammy that wasn't even done by artists. It was done by AI. Um, first of all, I guess, you know, where do you stand on the on the uh, on the current state of AI and music? Do you have any issue with it? I have a lot of issues. with it. <laughs> um, I, I should preface by saying I am supportive of AI in many capacities mm-hmm. within human existence. I think that if harnessed correctly, it can vastly improve a lot of aspects of everyday life. So that's mm-hmm. like, I wanna just put that out there. Yeah. Specific to music and the arts though, I think what everyone has to remember is music is about feeling, it's about connection. And the reason why those things are possible is because it's a human art form mm-hmm. created by humans, consumed by humans. But once you remove the human aspect from the creative side, the feeling changes and the connection is lost. Mm-hmm. I think it's very possible as we move forward and this technology grows more that we see obviously a tremendous influx of wholly AI created works that are available on streaming services that are, you know, uh, sitting on the proverbial shelf right next to human created works. Mm. The difference though is I think you can fool the consumer for a short period of time, but I don't think that there's any long lasting um, uh, ability there because there's no opportunity for connection. You know, you could hear a song and like enjoy it and then learn that it was produced fully by technology, mm-hmm. it's probably going to limit your interest in supporting that quote unquote act um, moving forward. You're not going to go see it in concert. I would have to imagine you wouldn't want to throw your money at it. Um, and so I think there are limits. I've also been really impressed, at least based on this is all anecdotal, mm-hmm. based on the pushback I've seen on social media when some of these producers have released um, uh, fully AI produced tracks that mm-hmm. manipulate uh, original artists' works. Um, and it's the sense I get is that like you could keep it. And I love, I love that uh, because that shows that people really do value the artist, the creator behind the music and not just the record itself. Yeah. And all this controversy came up because the song heart on my sleeve, which calling it a song still, Uh, feels weird, but it was done by a TikTok account in case anybody's listening to this and has no idea what we're talking about in case you've been uh, living under a rock, I guess. Um, If you're listening to this podcast, you should know. Um, But a TikTok account called Ghostwriter977 created an AI song made to sound like Canadian musicians Drake and Weekend, and the song's called Heart on My Sleeve. So look up that account. Uh, You'll hear it. You'll see what I'm talking about. You'll hear what I'm talking about, at least. Um, And the reason why I brought this up you know, because I want people to think a little bit deeper, which I usually do because I do too much. Um, and I always <laughs> I always try to think of this. But when does it end? And what I mean by when does it end? You know, why? When, when does this stop people from going back and getting, uh, you know, doing AI tracks with Aaliyah or Jimi Hendrix or Michael Jackson? And it's like at that point, I, I mean, when when does it stop, Z? It it doesn't, but I will say that the rights holders and the estates who control 
um, name, image, likeness, uh, demos, unreleased material from all the artists that you just listed, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just going to be a game of whack-a-mole, mm-hmm. right? You're going to, you're going to see that over time, every attempt is going to be, uh, met with resistance. And so it would have to be in collaboration with, um, not independent of regardless, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan, separate AI from this part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. I am not a fan of post-death releases that were never intended to be heard by the masses. Mm -hmm. So I would hope that that does not happen. But I think we both know that the the likelihood is pretty strong. Yeah, I know. It's like, and that's what I'm worried about. It's like, while while the creator and the fandom in me would think it's, I guess, kind of cool scrolling TikTok, I guess, seeing, oh, man, that actually sounds actually kind of sounds like them, you know. But at some point, you know, I mean, some of these people are going to start profiting off of this. And I, th- I think I think we agree that's when it becomes a problem. Right. Does that is that where we stop it when, uh, you know, these creators and these, uh, I guess, AI enthusiasts start profiting off of these songs that they create? I mean, typically the, the problems come about when someone starts making money. You're right, DC. But I, I think uh, we've already seen examples of cases where no one's actually made any money mm-hmm. and there's been resistance. I, I recall uh, Timbaland, uh, famed hip hop and R&B producer, mm-hmm. uh, I, either on IG Live or Snapchat, one of these platforms, he teased a quote unquote collaboration that he had concocted using some unreleased biggie lyrics. And um, that was immediately met with what, what the F are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, And, and he's, you know, a hall of famer, if you will. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it has to even reach the point where someone's making money for there to be resistance. And I love that we've seen resistance, um, especially amongst the younger generation who likely does not have the same um, uh, affinity for some of these classical all-time artists because they predate their their consumption. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's a positive. That's a positive. I'm trying. I'm trying to focus on the positives. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to sit here and like scare everyone, but I'm just I'm just expressing, I guess, my personal um, hesitation for this and just kind of fear of this. Cause I, I love, I love being able to go back and listening to the debut album of the Jimi Hendrix experience. Are you experienced? I love, I don't want to hear a new Jimi Hendrix song. That's not even him. Well, you know, we all miss them, right? Like we all miss them and miss their music and, you know, wish they were here to bless us with this. But I just, that's my fear Z is I just, I just don't know when it ends, when people are going to start coming out. You know, we got Tupac's killer now. So, you know, uh, at least we think, um, and we we can start getting Tupac songs now and Biggie songs. So that that was just my fear of where, you know, where people would take it too far because we we do, we also do live in a a time where people tend to push the envelope and like to take it as far as they can. Yeah, you know, we we already got several pop posthumous uh, uh tupac albums which were terrible yeah awesome. um and uh those were created with the blessing of his estate released formally by his former record label mm-hmm. so uh we don't need we don't need ai versions uh, for, uh of, of tupac records i agree 
So that that was just that was just my fear. Um, I, that was something that I was worried about. Um, something else I wanted to talk with you about, you know, as music is just changing so much. And a lot of this happened post covid, um, you know, being in the radio world and being a program director for radio stations and and on their DJ. I will say the current state of music is so much different prior to covid, which the world is different, obviously, post covid. But just music in particular in the industry. You know, some big things that I've noticed after COVID, it's it's a lot, and especially hosting a music podcast like myself, um, you know, and this isn't like an excuse or anything. It's, it's simple, as I think a lot of people noticed in the COVID world that they have, because they were forced to, you know, use their own platforms to promote their stuff that they were working on. You know, there were no interviews, there were no concerts. So a lot of people use their own venues in their own way to promote their things. But what would you say are the biggest things that you notice that are so much different in the music industry post COVID prior to COVID? Well, you know, it's a very expensive world that we live in right now. Mm -hmm. And that makes everything that you'd need to do to tour and market your music, uh, in a, in a, in a, in the real world setting, Mm -hmm. uh, more difficult from a budgetary perspective. And so, you know, pre-COVID, we would see artists in particular who were signed, they would typically go on week-long or longer press runs. And they would hit up publications and radio stations and streaming services, host listening sessions. Um, those are, are fewer and, and far between now. Um, artists who are further along in their journey, who have larger budgets behind them, they're still doing it, but the the up and coming developmental artists, you know, if they can't bankroll those opportunities themselves, even those who are signed, uh, we've seen a reduction there. Um, I, I truly believe that the value in opportunities like that is you get to meet people, you get to shake hands, something that you alluded to was not possible mm-hmm. for you know a good two years, and that's what helps people connect with you that they've met you. I always joke around within business. Mm -hmm. You don't really have a relationship with someone until you've met them in person. And the reason is because it's, it's much harder to ignore someone through email or phone call when you've actually met them in real life. (laughs) Um, And the same goes for artists. You know, Mm -hmm. you need to be out. You Mm -hmm. need to meet your fans. You need to shake hands, maybe, you know, with some uh, antibacterial, uh, (laughs) (laughs) sanitizer in your back pocket. Um, But yeah, like we're humans, humans connect with other humans. Mm -hmm. We're not meant to be in isolation, which is something we were in for a a period of time. Also like the music that's being made, it's coming out of a post COVID world where Mm -hmm. again, no one was living normally for an extended period of time. And, And the greatest inspiration for music is living life. And so artists are getting back to living a uh, quote unquote normal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that is just being out amongst the people. There's a reason why when politicians are campaigning for office, they are out on the road like rock stars, right? <laughs> uh, you, you, you need to, you need to meet the people that you're hoping will give you a vote of confidence at the ballot box. Mm-hmm. And Artists have to operate the same way, assuming, of course, that they, they want a career in music. If you're comfortable being a, a hobbyist or a bedroom artist, then by all means, like stay in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have grander aspirations, you, you gotta, you gotta be out there. 
and uh, and hopefully our artists now um, are not limited budgetarily and can uh, make that happen. Yeah, and you said it's an expensive world we live in in music, and that I thought where I thought you were going with that is the cost of concert tickets. <laughs> everything, I mean, a- a- absolutely everything. I- obviously, it's something that I didn't touch on, but that has had a spillover effect is during COVID, there were obviously no shows, and yep. a lot of smaller venues were forced to shut their doors. Yep. Um, and then as a result, you have artists who have a smaller following. Mm-hmm. They needed these smaller venues because the only possibility was to sell tickets for like a hundred cap room, a hundred fifty cap room. Mm-hmm. They can't sell tickets for a five hundred person, thousand, fifteen hundred person room. Mm-hmm. And so, in a lot of these markets, they're very limited. They have an audience, but they don't have somewhere to perform for them. Right. Um, and then the larger venues, they're all controlled by the. Uh, um, by the monopoly who I, I shall not give promotion to since they're not paying me to say their name <laughs> on this podcast. That's right. So yeah, it's a, it's a very unique situation to say the least. Absolutely. Yeah. But you cover it all. You do a great job and you know, I appreciate people like you in the music industry because you not only educate, you know, just normal, you know, music fans, but you entertain and in- inform the journalists, you inform the, you know, the entertainers, you do it all, Z, and I appreciate you for coming on today. Before I let you go, I want you to promote our, we already talked about Marshall Mathers, Eminem. Um, you got anybody else on the docket? Jay-Z, you continue in the Hip Hop 50 uh, celebration. You guys are doing big things at Audio Mac, all seriousness, though, um, with the big Eminem curation coming up. But what else are you working on currently right now? Um, what is what is going on in Z's world of music? You know, it's funny that you, you mentioned Jay-Z. When I, when I was doing college radio, um, I don't know if you remember this. Back in the day, uh, Paris Hilton had her her T-Mobile sidekick hacked, <laughs> and her con- her contact list hit the internet. And one of the contacts in that list was Jay Z's. And um, I was hosting a radio show at the time, and I wanted to get him on for a special interview mm-hmm. for um, Black History Month. So I sent him uh, a cold email and I asked him to come on my radio show. Mm -hmm. And he replied saying that he would do it for $5,000. And I told him that I was a broke college student and that my very best offer was free. And he (laughs) replied and said, no thanks. So that's my Jay-Z story. Um, Unfortunately, um, Ove chose to (laughs) not let me interview him, but it's a great story. So I have at least, at least I have that. Yeah. Um, To answer your question, um, we're really excited about everything that we're doing at audio Mac. Yes. Um, You know, we just rolled out two brand new features in our creator app, which is a standalone app that lets artists who have audio Mac profiles, um, gain access to promote assets to amplify their success on the platform. They can use connect, which is a messaging tool that allows them to communicate with all of their followers and supporters on the platform. They can review all of their creator analytics, where their streams are coming from geographically, as well as within the audio Mac orbit. Mm. Um, and again, everything that we offer from our dashboard to our tools, to the promote tab, to the ability to reach everyone who follows you, it's all free. We don't charge artists for anything. Mm-hmm. So when you enter into the audio Mac space, you can know that we have your best interest at heart. Um, for all those wonderful uh, tips, tricks, suggestions, and advice that you alluded to, uh, your listeners can follow me on 
uh, Twitter, since again, I refuse to call it X. <laughs> I am Brian Zisuk. Just it's my name, <laughs> B-R-I-A-N-Z-I-S-O-O-K. Um, and uh, I, I often interact with everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I love communicating with audio Mac users and artists, similar to the advice I gave you earlier, which mm-hmm. is if you're an artist, you know, interact with your fans. Um, I don't believe I have fans necessarily, uh, but people obviously value what I have to say. And mm-hmm. I don't take that for granted. And DC, thank you for having me on and giving me the opportunity to talk about uh, what I'm most passionate about. So one thing I want to ask you right before we get out, I know we only got a couple of minutes left before they shut us off here. One thing I wanted to ask you before we get off here. So the name of the podcast is Music Vibes, and it's a, it's a lot about music discovery. So any have you discovered any new music, any new artists, any new songs you want to highlight over the last couple of weeks? Oh, man, what not? Not, I'm fortunate enough to discover new music every day, um, right. but some artists that I'm really, really high on right now. So you have um, Bloody Civilian. Okay. Uh, she's from Nigeria. She's signed to Def Jam. She's incredible. Uh, Navy Kenzo, which is a duo from Tanzania. Okay. Um, incredible. Adekunle Gold, uh, also from Nigeria. Yep. Incredible. Yep. Um, an artist that I've been working with for a few years, uh, R&B pop artist named Sonny, originally from Houston, currently in uh, Los Angeles. I mean, I could I could go on. I'm so fortunate to be exposed to so many incredible developmental talents. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's just that's just a sampling yeah, <laughs> of well, what I, I have in my rotation. I imagine. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to what was the last name? Sonia? Sonny. S-A-N-N-I. Sonny. Sonny. To check that that sounded familiar when you said it at first. I might have to look a little bit deeper. Yeah, I always that's something big, that, and that's why I started this podcast. Is you know I highlight the the classic music ahead of the you know from the past, and I also highlight you know the new music that comes out because there's still a lot of good music out there. I truly believe that I'm not one of those old people that says oh music isn't what it used to be. There's still great music out there. You just got to find it and be open to listening and discovering new music. Absolutely. It's it's on the listener. You can be as passive a listener as you want. The mm-hmm. beauty of streaming is that you don't need to lean forward. You can find a playlist that you enjoy and favorite it and then just press play on that playlist and do absolutely no work. Or you could realize that you have access to mm-hmm. every piece of recorded music in history That's right. uh, and lean in and try to find that needle in the haystack. And then be the first in your friend group to tell everybody about the brand new artist that you discovered. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I still do that every day. When I find something I love, I tell everybody I know about it. Um, That's right. Because I want to I want to get all the credit. That's basically what it, what it is. I want them to all remember who, who they heard it from first. That's right. Z from Audio Mac joining us here. Z, thanks for coming on. Keep in touch. I'm looking forward to seeing what you got coming up, okay? Likewise, DC. Thank you again for having me. As always, want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Music Vibes Podcast. DC Hendricks here signing off for a final time. Be sure to listen to some new music this week and let me know on social media what those songs and artists are. I want to know who you're listening to and I want to discover some new artists and songs as well. And that's what this podcast is all about. Celebrating classics and creating new ones. We dig deep into the music industry and I appreciate you guys for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are available. If you haven't yet, make us one of your favorites and leave us a review. Scroll on down and let us know what you are thinking. Until next time, everybody, be safe, peace, and love.
podcast by Federated Media.